The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hassa, Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I am Sarah Osnes with Home Street Bank Mortgage. Yeah, so <laughs> listeners, you might be noticing we got a little more estrogen in the house today. Uh, your Uncle Eric, I'll just call him today, That's he's your me. colleague, he's your yes. co-worker, and I guess technically your boss, right? Not technically. We don't oh, have the not? line. Yes, not not technically, but oh, pretty much. <laughs> okay. All right. So he's he's the guy though, kind of keeping you in check. That's right. A he's little the bit. man. He's the man yeah. with the knowledge. He knows it all. So. Right. Got it. Got it. Well, he is on vacation this week, listeners. He, for once, got out of not just out of town, out of state. He didn't bring his laptop. You guys, I'm, this is scary. That's a stunning, <laughs> stunning development in that man's life. I'll tell you what, because he's news. he's as big of a workaholic as I am. So, uh, kudos to him. I, although I have seen him respond on some emails. That's right. So, oh, he's on his phone. He's yeah, texting. Yeah, cell phones I basically actually, are small computers. So I'm just told that they're actually tuning in from Logan. So hopefully are they, they now? make him proud. <laughs> okay. All right. Fantastic. So he's on the East Coast today. That's right. right. Yep. Okay. Yep. They get back tonight. I'm pretty sure. Okay. But they must You're be hoping. in there. Yeah. <laughs> in their in their leg on the way home. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, excellent. Well, I hope they are listening. And how fun if we could get some people cross country starting to listen to us. I know we actually have some listeners that are from up and down the West Coast because uh, people that I've met over time. Uh, who are interested in real estate and mortgage in the Seattle area and just basically, you know, what's going on. Um, they listen to us regularly. I love it. Yeah. yeah so no, I've got people so cool. in Oregon and Utah who've told me that they're listening to the show. And I have some friends back in the Midwest who listen on occasion because we talk about a lot of things that are, you know, they're viable across all all state platforms, basically. Right. You know, because even though real estate has individual laws, from state to state, most of what we're covering is kind of the general idea of what happens within real estate, right? And the same thing on the lending side, those loan programs are mostly the same, unless they're like a specialized, like our Washington State Housing Finance Commission right, classes, exactly. right? Yeah. You know, because I just had a conversation with, um, I'm part of a big coaching group with the Tom Ferry organization, and some of my colleagues across the country uh, who we, you know, we talk about best practices all the time because we're all trying to become better at our craft and students of our industry and things. And I was talking about the classes that we conduct because we had that great one recently that we did wine pairings so fun. with the Washington State <laughs> Housing Finance Commission classes. That was kind of fun. And uh, one of the gals was like, so tell me about that program. And I said, well, because she's in Florida. And I said, well, why don't you take a look and just see if your state has something similar because from state to state there might actually be programs available especially for first-time home buyers because there is still a push to try and you know 
build wealth. And that's the whole idea of homeownership is not just about having your own independence um, and taking on some debt, but it is also about, you know, helping solidify neighborhoods because, you know, usually if there's homeownership, people care about their communities, they invest in their communities, they're buying things to maintain their property within their communities. Um, so a lot of states do have programs like that. So uh, I'll be interested to see. I'm going to see her in a couple of weeks because I'll actually be gone August 8th uh, to a large conference that we do annually for that. Oh, yeah. But um, so today's show, if we do have people from out of area, it may not hit everybody's uh, funny bones so much because we will be talking about something more regional because um, to our listeners who've listened for a while, you probably know this, but if you're newer to our show, we cover four main topic areas all the time. So there's real estate insider, uh, investment angle, green building and design. And then the fourth one that we really focus on is regional impact, which is why our guest today, uh, Kimberly Reason, who's with Sound Transit. So thank you very much for being here today, Kimberly. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're thrilled to have you here. We got more estrogen in the house. I kind of love it today. <laughs> A trifecta of estrogen. Yeah, that's right. Yes, loving it. Um, but, uh, you know, yes, this is something that impacts us regionally. Uh, but it might be of interest to someone in a community where mass transit is a topic of conversation and growth, right? So there are parts of the country that are not experiencing the same level of growth as us, um, but there are many that are. And so these are topics that are really top of mind. And frankly, Sarah, I'm really glad to have you on the show today um, because from a, a different generational mindset um, I will say, you know, because if you don't mind me saying your age yep. on air, right? You're, you're 25, correct? Yes. yes. Okay. All right. Here you're laughing. I'm like, I'm the one that feels like a dork. I'm like, oh, you could be my daughter, you know, kind of thing. I would mind if you asked me my age. Well, <laughs> yeah. So, you, okay. Hands off on that one, Kimberly. I'm with you. Um, so, but but it's, it's your generation that I'm finding more and more really wants to be close to mass transit, right? So Kimberly, I'm so excited that you're here to talk about sound transit today um, because some people gnash their teeth about it. Some people like me are just like, rah, rah, please, could we get some more of this? We need it. We need it. We need it. Um, and other people are still trying to figure out, I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. Right. They know that it might be showing up in their taxes somewhere, potentially, right. or if they're a prospective homeowner, it might show up in their taxes in the future. But everyone's still trying to figure it out. And, you know, we see all these other businesses popping up that are providing other alternate forms of transit. But I'm still a big fan of, of what you guys are doing. So we're going to get to you more, Kimberly, in the next segment. But I want to make sure, because since you're filling in for... Uh, yeah, for Big Eric. old Eric. Yep, yep. So You got big shoes to fill there. That's right. You, yeah, so you're going to give us the market rate update today. That's right, I am. Yeah, so um, with the help of Eric, we kind of discussed this a little bit. Okay, so. go for <laughs> He's it. He's kind of the economic Bring man. it on, lady. So, um, you know, at the end of June, um, the European Central Bank, they kind of made a statement that made it seem like they were going to stop buying Bonds. Yeah, they were going to do their taper tantrum. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So we kind of had a little bit of a rate spike. Um, basically, bond purchases means, in the big scheme of thing, lower rates. Mm -hmm. So when they kind of made this statement, markets thought, you know, bonds were going to be slowing down, rates went up. Mm -hmm. um, in the last couple of weeks, we've turned out that, you know, that's actually not true. They haven't made mm -hmm. that statement at all. Um, the track that they're on is until December of 2017. So 
we're most likely going to be okay until okay. then. So it's going to be more measured and slow That's to right. happen. Yeah. Okay. And the reason that we are talking about this European Central Bank is um, because the U.S., we somewhat, you know, mimic their market to an mm-hmm. extent. Um, so that's why it's important to us. But basically the bonds are pushing back against this spike and and we hope that okay. rates continue to stay low. All right. Um, so we got some samples of those that's today. That's right. Yep, we do. Yeah. And actually today it kind of um, went up a little bit from yesterday. Um, now these are the national average rates. These aren't right. Home Street Bank. So, right. um, you know, everything Every rate yeah, that if you, you called in, up, you don't necessarily right. qualify exactly. These are just some averages. Average banks, yep, Got yep. It. So um, today, the 30-year Fannie Mae, we're at 4.06. Okay. The 15-year Fannie Mae is at 3.35. Okay, that's still pretty low. Yeah, no, FHA, 3.75 for a 30-year. That's still staying very it low. Is. It's been below 4 for quite a while. Right. It act, I mean, when I say it went up from yesterday, it went up like 0.05%. So <gasps> not a big, oh but, you know, yeah. it did go up um, for a jumbo 30 year 4.35 which I found really interesting mm-hmm. um, that it was higher than the conventional well it has been for a little while yeah it has yeah. been for a little while I just for some reason and I just thought I guess you know it is national so mm-hmm. I need to keep that in mind but well and the thing is is that can that can vary from bank to bank too very true because yep. people <laughs> also have to keep in mind there are some jumbo products that are considered portfolio loans that's right right which we don't talk about those a ton on the show but right. portfolio loans for listeners if you're not familiar with them uh, it, it basically means that the bank who's providing that loan is holding it within the bank they're not reselling that loan exactly right so um, we find that very frequently with physician loans yep um, very commonplace type of practice. And, you know, people have to remember that there's also a choice that the banks have all the time about providing those types of loans. Because I just had this conversation two days ago with somebody. We were talking about some loans and, and uh, it was a new client meeting. And I was discussing how, you know, once the recession started, like I, I bought my last house in we closed October 26th of 2007, right? So I'm at my 10-year anniversary of owning this home. And a week, the following business week, self-employment loans went away. And it wasn't just self-employment loans, but physician loans went away. And I'd worked with lots of physicians over the years. And it took you know many years before a lot of those programs came back. And it made it even harder because some of the people who would have had the money to continue to buy property at that time were now actually just blocked out of the yeah. purchasing arena. And so it, it, it became a real issue, right? Right. Yeah. It wasn't just that it, we got decimated on other levels because of subprime. Actually, what normally could have been quite good quality loans ended up being completely denied or not available to people. So uh, we watched, you know, you know me and Eric, we're constantly watching what's going on. We nerd out on this stuff constantly. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. That's what's so nice about the portfolio loans is that you're – most of the time you're getting someone who's qualified or will mm-hmm. be qualified, you know, yeah. more than qualified in the next couple of months, but they're yeah. kind of in a weird transition stage where, you know, they're just getting out of med school. So Right. Yeah, absolutely. So it's really great to have those specific Well products. and and then there's even <laughs> there's even two different kinds of physician loans. That's right. Outside of that, because like you're you're mentioning the ones like somebody coming out of med school, right? Because right. that's that's one of the other things is that for the potential and future of uh, their being kind of solidified into a market area, you know, you want to give them an opportunity. And of course, these guys are coming out of college with 
huge, huge yeah. student loans. I mean, we talk already about how the U.S. has such a problem around student loan debt. And you have these physicians who are supposed to be coming to our communities, which we have shortages of healthcare industry, you know, nationwide, really. And I know we're trying really hard to bring people in, and we'll see what happens with, you know, some of the more recent healthcare uh things that are happening. I won't get into any of that because it's not that kind of show. But um, but with even that, you know, there's the concern of what could happen and um, how many physicians are going to want to stay around. But you have young physicians and usually there's a timeline of how long since they got out of med school because yep. usually they're anywhere from three fifty to $500,000 of debt. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then but then there's also ones that are for the long term physicians as well. Yep. That oftentimes we like because we work with the physician relocation group. And so we have to have access to both of those types of loans because the ones have a time limit. But then you need the guys who've been around a while who who also have very complicated very, very. very we, and that's the thing we talked about. I was just auditing our last week's show, and we were talking about some of those, about having K-1s and all yeah. that fun oh, stuff. Fun but, uh, but we're going to be talking about Sound Transit when we come back. And if you have questions for us and our guests, you can call us at 866-712-1300 at Open House with Team Reba. If you'd like to call into the show, now's your chance. It's 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I am Reba Hass of Team Reba. I am Sarah Osnes with Home Street Bank Mortgage. Yes, and we have a wonderful guest with us today. I am so super excited about this. So we have Kimberly Reason, who is the Senior Public Information Officer from Sound Transit. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Reba. Yeah. It's a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. We're so thrilled to have you here. So, uh, listeners... This is a great opportunity if you have some questions about what's going on with the completion of the Sound Transit 2 package. And then we recently passed Sound Transit 3 as well. So great time to call. So I just want to remind you, if you want to call in, the number is 866-712-1300. Um, I'm not on Facebook as much as I normally am today, but I'll I'll start pulling that out here real quick. I forgot to whip out my laptop before we got started, <laughs> but I'll I'll start looking for your text or you know well you can text me also if you feel like it. I'm at two zero six nine one zero three four two nine, but I'll also open up Twitter so we have tweeting available if you want to send direct messages or just send me notes. Or you can also send us uh, questions on Facebook, if you like, um, either on the Team Reba page or to me at Rebecca Hass. Um, But Kimberly, you know, so first of all, explain, what is a senior public information officer at Sound Transit? (laughs) What do you do? Well, I do a lot of juggling of media calls that come in during the day. Of course, we are a three-county district King, Pierce, and Snohomish. And so we have, as you said, a lot of people Mm -hmm. interested in what we're doing. And so I take media calls from, you know, TV and print and radio and bloggers. And um, we are chasing down lots of stories all day long. Uh, I've been at Sound Transit for 
over seven years now. Okay. I, I came from uh, other industry, retail, if you can believe it. <laughs> so, okay. I have to tell you, I love two degrees of separation stories. <laughs> I sent you a LinkedIn request today. Oh, you did? And you know one of my best friends. Who is? Dina Whitman. And I think you probably met at Macy's. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Probably. So if my girlfriend Dina happens to listen to this, she now lives in Southern California, right? But uh, yeah, so I saw you and I went, who are these three potential connections? And then Sue Elmquist. Yes, I my, remember Sue she's from my Macy's. Former, well, she was at Macy's, but she's my former neighbor <laughs> when I lived so on Finney bad. Ridge. And I was like, what in the world? Like, that the, the, is Seattle. Yeah, the musician guy, you know, Michael Powers, like, oh, okay, who doesn't know Michael Powers? Right. You know, right he knows well, everyone. Right, exactly. But I was like, those two ladies, I'm like, what in the world? You know, like, so yeah. I, I was, I was even more excited when I saw that. Oh, I was thank like, you. I can't wait to find out how we know, both <laughs> yes. know some of the two most awesome people. So oh, fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So you came, you, you did the retail stuff, but then you got into this. What, what made you be interested in working with Sound Transit? Well, I had um, done 12 years of retail in a very fast paced industry. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, looking at making a change. And I thought public service would be great because prior to Macy's, I had worked in the human services sector. Uh-huh. And so okay. um, it was a really fun um, transition for me. I worked for the city council for a while okay. as, you know, the public information officer for that team. Okay. And then this opportunity came up and I took it. And I have been geeking out on transit stuff ever since. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> well, if we'd had Eric here he would geek out on transit only from the fact that he loves to complain about all the Priuses on the road that are going slow in the left lane (laughs) (laughs) it's a constant struggle like stay stay on topic stay on topic don't don't do another rant okay stop that must be a family thing because I hear it from everyone in my family yeah oh yeah absolutely but um so you know I'm I'm thrilled that you're doing this kind of work and you're getting out and you're talking about it because Here's I, and I don't know. Do you ever do any interactions with the Association of Realtors locally? I haven't personally. No. Okay. No. We a lot of our outreach includes going directly out to the property owners okay. in a what we call a project corridor. Okay. That is where we are. Uh, doing environmental and planning and design work for the projects that voters approved for us to build. Okay. So we work directly with individuals, whether it's um, stakeholders, community groups, Mm -hmm. uh, homeowners, and businesses throughout the development of a project. Got it. Got it. Well, for me, the reason I ask about the Association of Realtors is uh, when I first got in the industry 14 years ago, um, one of the first things I did is I signed up to be a realtor. You know, mm-hmm. we talk about that on the show. What's the difference between a broker and a realtor? Well, a broker is just someone with a license, and a realtor is somebody who is part of a membership organization. And as I joined, because I do a lot of volunteer work, when I first joined, I volunteered a lot within the Government and Public Affairs Committee. And transit has always been a very big topic. So one of our guests that we have, a guy named uh, Randy Banneker, mm-hmm. who does a lot of the PR work for the Association of Realtors and, and brings up different topics that are, you know, going on that we need to address, you know, that type of thing and helps us craft, you know, our statements out to the public and to the government about where we stand on it. Because, you know, we're all about homeowners, right. you know, and, and trying to make sure we have good communities that have good commutes and good schools and safe mm-hmm. and, you know, all these other things that our clients are always looking for. And 
I stood out to Randy at the very beginning. He's been on our show before because the thing was is we had a transit guy who also consulted with us, and he was 100% about just getting more highway lanes. And I came in with the attitude of like, no. I'm like, have you not traveled to any other large cities? Well, and a lot of analysis has been done on that. I mean, uh, the last one I saw Mm -hmm. was a very – uh, compelling graphic representation of the fact that you you know there is a limited landmass in Seattle and yep. it is a narrow landmass and so. the population is growing at uh, some of the fastest rates in the country yes. and not just in Seattle itself metropolitan Seattle been than the region itself. Right. Uh, and so people are moving in the city. Some people are moving out to the city. They all need to travel around the region. Right. And more lanes will not solve that problem. Exactly. And gridlock continues to worsen. We can now drive, whether it's during the peak day, Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. or weekends are as bad they as are. They absolutely are. And people are essentially trapped. If you live yeah. downtown, you're trapped downtown. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of throw the dice on when you leave and hope you're not going to... Yeah. Commit yourself to a six-hour nightmare. The only thing that we can all agree has helped is all those, like, wave and our GPS on yes. our phones. We can look it up and be like, oh. It's out yes. of bed. Hopefully, Go to the gym. Yeah, hopefully yeah. we'll see some green lines on the WatchDot traffic cam maps yeah. that can, like, right. give us some good detours to take. Right. But oftentimes those routes are red. Yes, mm-hmm. that is absolutely if true. If not black, for well, blocked. <laughs> yeah, and, and with more people moving here, and the longer they're here, they start to understand the other arterial roads. So you end up just getting the arterials completely jammed up as well. So it becomes exactly. Yeah. So a conversation I just had yesterday with a, a new client was about what he and he's a young guy, right? He's a young guy working at Amazon, and he's moved up here from Southern California. And he's just like, oh, God, if I just don't have to, you know, be car dependent all the time, like it would be really nice to not have to drive everywhere. And so we were like, okay, well, how close do you want to be into the, you know, core area in Mm -hmm, South Lake Union for your work? He said, well, I want to be within 20 minutes. And I went, 20 (laughs) minutes, no traffic or 20 minutes with traffic because that really tightness tightens it down those are critical qualifiers yes (laughs) and and so we started talking about like well what do you really mean and what are you willing to compromise with because the thing was is i had just come from previewing a property in ballard for him and our office is on east lake and it had taken 28 minutes to get from 70th and 23rd to east lake avenue east I believe it. Yeah. I'm surprised it took, sometimes it takes often longer than that. Exactly. And so that's what I tried to point out to him. I said, you're willing to live within this area here, which is one of the most, you know, dense zones of interest for people. And I said, so I need you to understand. I always tell folks that if you're on highway time, if there's no red lines, you two minutes for every mile. And if you're on roadways, three to four minutes. Hmm. And well, you've just got to plan that for, for your trip. But, you know, I, I was taking a look at some of the materials that you provided for our show, and then I got real excited <laughs> because speaking of time to get places, right. um, I want to talk about ST2, which is Sound Transit 2 package. Yes. And, and what that 
created for our region, right? Because these stats that you have um, from what you provided, which these will be on our recorded after the show. Oh, terrific. Yeah, so Friday we repost all of our shows. um, And they, you know, for anyone who provides us documents or links or anything like that, we make sure that those are uploaded along with the show so people can go and see more of the detail, right? So thank you for providing these. Oh, absolutely. Um, But we also want to get to ST3 because that was part of the package that just got passed. But can you explain a little bit about what ST2 was and this Linwood Sure. Um, so link. people hear these terms, ST2, ST3. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're really a part of the grand plan for uh, mass transit expansion through the region that started in 1995, 1996 mm-hmm. with what many old-timers will know as Sound mm-hmm. Move. Yeah. And that's what gave us the ST Express uh, long-haul buses right. that people see, uh, the wave, mm-hmm. <laughs> ride yeah. the wave, yeah. as well as Sounder Commuter Rail Service that right now goes from Linwood to King Street and then from King Street on to Everett. And then um, it, it included the very beginnings, what we call the spine for the Link Light Rail uh, program. Mm-hmm. And um, that is what jump-started the Link Light Rail system from downtown Seattle through Rainier Valley to the airport and mm-hmm. under Sound Transit 2 was extended another oh, about a couple miles south to the Angle Lake Station. Okay. So there's this package of what we call Sound Transit 2, which was the second ballot measure that voters approved. That was approved in 2008. Okay. And it included expanding throughout uh, the region. And then okay. Sound Transit 3 takes it the third step further. Okay. Which is what exactly? So Sound Transit 3 includes... Sound Transit 2, for example, includes going to Kent, Des Moines. Okay. Uh, Sound Transit 3 provided sufficient funding to get all the way to Federal Way and then Tacoma. Excellent. Uh, okay. Sound Transit 2 included going to Bellevue and then, by extension, parts of uh, Red- Redmond. Sound okay. Transit 3 will allow us to go further east to downtown Redmond, uh, to Kirkland and Issaquah. Oh, it fantastic. It will allow us to go to Everett from Linwood. Linwood was a part of Sound Transit 2, as was okay. Northgate link. Okay. All right. So we're really starting to to touch a lot of the major job centers. Exactly. And that is fantastic because that's the biggest challenge, at least from a housing standpoint. Um, one of the biggest challenges we have is if we have a dual income household, which for a lot of people here, that's what they have to have to afford a, a property. Many, they're working in different complete areas. You know, I've got someone I'm selling a house to in Federal Way that the wife, she's in Tacoma and Lee Hill of Auburn. And, you know, the husband, wait, are they married? Not married, but. Oh, sorry. Okay. Well, either way. <laughs> so they have dual household. Yeah, it's a couple. Okay. Yeah. But, but he works in South Lake Union. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a big issue for a lot of people. So, yes. we're going to talk about this more when we come back on Open House with Team Reba. If you have questions, 866-712-1300. Got a question? Call it in. 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. This is Reba Hass of Team Reba Remax Metro East Side. And I am Sarah Osnes with Home Street Bank Mortgage. And we have our wonderful guest from Sound Transit. We have Kimberly Reason, who's a senior information officer. Hi. Yes, nice to be back. Or public information officer. It's not secret information. <laughs> 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 Got 
going to make sure. Yeah, there's nothing secret about what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, so before we just went into the break, we were talking about you know the the new you know well what's finishing up with Sound Transit Two package, and then you were beginning to tell us about Sound Transit Three and the expansion areas going into pretty much every well. I'm, most most major oh uh, absolutely job and I here. did mention even West Seattle and Ballard so yeah. we have we're, we're we're going to be expanding the light rail system itself you know all the way from where we are here in Central Seattle to Tacoma Fantastic. Um, in fact that project's getting started and underway shortly this fall in terms of early planning Great. and then we're going to go all the way to Everett and Payne Field I, I mentioned Bellevue, Redmond, Issaquah and Kirkland and those projects take time to build uh, take yep. time to plan and in the meantime we're looking at some what we call early deliverables because mm-hmm. we know that people are looking for relief now and yes. in some of our congested <laughs> Please corridors us. yeah yes. <laughs> I mean we're all looking for relief no matter where we live but yes. let's say on the east side we've got that, that 405 mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> nightmare we've got people trying to get from Linwood to Renton to Burien mm-hmm. and we'll be looking at developing what we call a bus rapid transit um, service that will be getting started shortly as well this fall in terms of early planning. So voters have very sensibly, in my Mm -hmm. view, I'm obviously biased, looked at the picture. They looked at how much the region is growing Mm population-wise, the kind of job growth that is occurring throughout the region, the congestion in the region, how long it takes to get even the shortest of distances, and decided to make a major investment in continuing regional mass transit expansion. Yeah, I will um, definitely say that uh, I've voted for each one of these packages. Oh, great. Thank and, you. Yes. Um, and the voters, thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and I'm always a proponent. You know, I mentioned in the other segment, you know, Randy Banneker, how he and I kind of developed a, a better working relationship was he would come up to me and be like, okay, th- thank you for not being one of the yes people in the crowd sometimes because we need – you know, because I used to be the younger generation there, Sarah. <laughs> you know, I was in my 30s when I got into this business. And, uh, you know, and I came in and I said, that's not what I want in my life. Like, I've traveled other places and I know other cities where I can go there, both European, Asian, and, you know, here in America and, I'm like, and, and Canada. And I'm like, and I can get around without a car. And I'm like, why can't right. I get... It's like we're not the 1950s anymore with the car culture. Yes. Well, what was exciting for us last year is we opened three stations Mm -hmm. under the Sound Transit 2 program. And so those stations are Capitol Hill, mm-hmm. UW at Heck Edmondson. I see, I still say Heck. Oh, Edmondson. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Husky Stadium. Sorry. Sorry. I, people. Like I go out. back a long way in this town. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And uh, I mentioned Angle Lake earlier. Yeah. And I bet a lot very, of people don't know where Angle Lake is. Do you Angle Lake is 1.6 miles south of SeaTac Airport Station. It's in the city of SeaTac. Yep. There's this beautiful lake nearby. Mm-hmm. If you grow up in the community, Angle Lake has very special meaning. And and, yeah. of course, when we started to develop further south from there, mm-hmm. uh, we were very delighted by just the surrounding area and how much that light rail station um, really means to that community. But now awesome. imagine you can get to Capitol Hill in four minutes. Wow. Less. wow. You can get from Capitol Hill to 
UW in four minutes or less. Which is how it should be because it's really oh, not that many miles. No. You know, that's what it's frustrates just so me. congested. You look at your mile between, you know, UW and even Kirkland. Since I live in Kirkland, I'm always, you know, seeing right. how long it's going to take me to get to Seattle. And it's seven miles, but it can mm-hmm. take you 45 minutes sometimes. Oh, Even easily. getting here, I just kept looking, 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 because yeah. I knew. Yeah, when you yeah. told me you were going to get her at 2.30, I was like, well, that's very sweet of you. But yeah, like, right. Really most, good luck with most that. Most of the time, Eric and I are just flying in and flying out because yes. we're usually so busy with work. We're like, I can't give that extra 20 minutes. But but no, you're right. I, because living in Renton, I, you know, I, I'll tell you, Kimberly, if someone asked me to do an 8 a.m. meeting in Bellevue, I'm just like, oh, a lot of us make decisions now, but we make decisions now um, Mm -hmm. based on the time it will take and and having a factor in the wild card of one to three accidents along the way. Exactly. So uh, we really have to live our lives calculating constantly. How Mm -hmm. much long is it going to take? Are there all alternate routes? If there are not, should I just do a conference call or Mm -hmm. reschedule? Right. Yeah. And that's exactly what, yeah, <laughs> you, you are absolutely right. We, that's the challenge that we have because I've covered South Snohomish to North Pierce and all of King in between for 14 years. And everyone used to be like, oh, it's so big a territory. And I was like, no, I used to be a traveling salesperson in the tech industry. I used to cover five states and half of Canada. Like this is a breeze. But I have noticed that things have changed a lot. When I moved here in 89, going from Renton to Bellevue wasn't nearly the slog yes. <laughs> that it is now. And having moved yes. down there 10 years ago, it was like, oh, yes, I forgot how bad the S-curves were. And, this, and, and sadly, sadly for the Renton community, ST packages have not necessarily benefited our community directly yeah but, we, we've had some investment has. but the um but the brt like we have a, mm-hmm. we have a parking and a, a transit facility there however um the brt bus rapid mm-hmm. transit that i spoke of a few moments ago the city of renton is very excited about that yeah because it, that it, will connect the city to all the main points in the region which is great because when we're working with folks who are considering that area because here's here's the difference between a bellevue and a renton house cost you know we've used this example before what could cost eight to nine hundred thousand dollars in bellevue you can buy for between 450 to six in the renton community so for a family and where their budget can go it can go a lot farther there exactly and a lot of people and they're not that far apart and mm-hmm. speaking of budget and where where the affordable houses um, mm-hmm. are for some people Many people are relocating to Tacoma. Yes, they and are. I've, I've talked to a real estate agent there who also does her mm-hmm. show, and she says to me that, um, you know, a lot of people are telling me straight out the gate that the reason why they're moving mm-hmm. to Tacoma is because they can just get on Sounder. Yeah, which launched in the year two thousand. Yep. We have, I think, we have what twelve daily trips now. Yeah, uh, we'll have thirteen, eleven daily trips now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have 13 by uh, fall. And oh, we have many nice. stops along the, the South Corridor. Mm-hmm. Again, they go all the way to Lakewood. So that service has been serving people and growing. Yes. Uh, it's had great ridership. It has had great ridership. Yeah. So. so I have another client that we worked with that, again, back to this dual income households. The wife's a teacher, works in Puyallup. She drives. Husband works at Rover.com. And that's mm. in downtown Seattle. Oh. And he takes Sounder up. Yes. And it's a perfect solution for them because when they bought a couple of years ago, they moved here from Texas. So you can imagine the sticker shock when they came up here and they saw what Seattle prices were. 
And basically the 250K at the time that they could afford, it was like a crack house up here in the Seattle yes. area. Yes. And we got them a nice little house yes. in Auburn and it suits their purposes perfectly. Right. And we're making investments from Sound Transit to in those stations at Auburn mm-hmm. and Kent, Puyallup and Sumner. We'll be making more with Sound Transit 3 at stations further south through Tacoma and Lakewood. We're also looking at extending the line to uh, Tillicum and DuPont oh, wow. under Sound okay. Transit 3 and, and making additional capital investments in that program. Love it. I absolutely love it. So, you know, speaking of that you know, time to get places, you know, you had forwarded to us and this will be part of what we post on Friday. Um, there's a, how long will my trip from Linwood take? Uh, kind of little uh, graphic that's here. And it says there's one train every four minutes and from Linwood to UW will take 20 minutes, which yes. is wonderful. 28 minutes to downtown 33 minutes to the stadiums. So if you're going down to a game, fantastic. And you don't have to deal with that expensive parking. And and, this is a hassle. I did that that a couple weeks ago. I just parked on Beacon Hill. And I took the transit into the Mariner game, and I took it right back to my It's car what a lot of people are doing. A yes. lot of people are taking light rail to the Husky games. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are taking Sounder and light rail to the Which Soto station or stadium stations. Well, it's, it's, frankly, it's safer, too, because guess what else you <laughs> right? take? That's all you take all those about. people who've been down there, like, chugging down exactly. stadium beers all day long. <laughs> and the trains are fun. If you've never ridden a game train, you know, oh, and, and you that want to, yes, yes, everyone's all, you know, garbed up. and Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 definitely a good time uh, and then it has if, if you're trying to avoid parking cost also SeaTac is 60 minutes SeaTac so is 60 minutes and for all those people who live south of the airport mm-hmm. um, the Angle Lake station includes about 1200 new parking spaces awesome. for what we call so the southern terminus wondering. yeah yeah yeah. So, so yeah is there also something similar at the linwood station yes we or? have um we so this is a very interesting conversation because there has been this very tough balancing act in our region that we you know we value our our visuals and mm-hmm. our our natural elements right and so we want to make sure that we balance how much parking do we provide to serve the system while not building these parking metropolises. We keep hearing from people that we need parking and we need station access. So right. that, too, is a part of the capital investments. It will be a part of what happens when we extend light rail from Northgate, which is in construction now. Right. All those people driving uh, through the I-5 corridor can see that station being built yeah. right now. Yes. And uh, from Northgate to Linwood, which is the next step under uh, mm-hmm. Sound Transit 2 for light rail going further north, will include uh, parking as well, plus Mm-hmm. Plus, we'll be um, really enhancing parking at the Linwood Transit Center. So, uh, yes, there, there's also ways of saying how can we improve pedestrian access, bike access, right. transit access, and transit connections to light rail, as well as passenger drop-off and pickup area. There's a lot of ways to get to the stations, and mm-hmm. we look at the surrounding community. We work with our city partners and our stakeholders and our community advocates to say, what's the best way to ensure that we can get as much access? to the station as possible. No, I think that's great. One of the other things that's in the graphics here uh, talks about what each link car can hold, and it says uh, four bicycles. So if every Mm -hmm. four minutes you're going to get a fair number of, you know, our folks who are trying to keep it green, right? And then and, and stay fit while they're That's at right. it. You know, good <laughs> for them. I can't do that on my job anymore. I used to used to do stuff like that. Um, and then also it's got 
accessibility. It's got four wheelchair access. Oh, absolutely. You know, we, we well. have a level platform from the train to the, mm-hmm. the platform itself. Okay. So it's very easy to access for people who are using wheelchairs. Okay. And it can hold, I need to get my reading glasses now. They see I'm older. <laughs> I think it says 200 riders and then, um, and room for people that are, you know, maybe going to the airport it says multiple suitcases. Yeah. So the seats, that's a good point. I'm glad you raised that. A mm-hmm. lot of people don't realize that you can slide your suitcases right under the seats. The okay. seats are high enough to do that. They often put them on the seat behind them or right. block the aisles. tall people, okay. I must say. Yes. All right. <laughs> well, we're going to keep talking about sand transit when we come back <laughs> in just a minute at Open House with Team Reba. If you got questions, 866-712-1300. Open House has open phone lines. Give us a call at 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hassa, Team Reba. And I'm Sarah Osnes with Home Street Bank. Yes, and just reminding our listeners that uh, Eric didn't just suck some helium. That's his niece, Sarah, who's <laughs> on the show with us today. Because <laughs> you do have a much higher voice That's right. That's than right. he has. But uh, we also have with us our guest, Kimberly Reason, who's a senior public information officer at Sound Hi. Transit. Hey, so thank you again. Back. Yes. Yeah. So we were getting deep into this stuff, talking about the parking access, what each one of these rail cars can hold as they're coming through. So some great stuff. We've got uh, bike access, wheelchair access, up to 200 people, plus uh, areas for baggage. I mean, I'm hearing this, Kimberly, and I'm just so thrilled because I'm like, this is going to like take me back to like my travel days when I used to get to Europe. Every right, year. and what's really exciting too, you mentioned it uh, um, mm-hmm. in your last segment, mm-hmm. is that these trains will be coming every few minutes. Yeah, you know, you don't even so have to fantastic. worry about checking a schedule. I love that. <laughs> you know, you just go to the station, and right now our trains run um, every six minutes during peak hours, and then it bumps to 10 to 15 minutes, you know, in the middle of the day mm-hmm. uh, and late in the evening. But we're, we run Link Light Rail 20 hours basically a day and that four hour window is really for track maintenance which you know really keeps the system healthy and functioning on time right and so as we build out the system those what we call headways the time in betweens when trains Mm -hmm. arrive will um will differ a little bit but because as we get more trains we'll be able on some segments to run certainly like in the downtown tunnel every four minutes and that's what's so exciting about it is mm-hmm. we'll, we, we've ordered more trains we will have more trains coming in in a few years to okay. uh, basically ensure that once we launch um, East Link and Federal Way Link we'll have more trains to serve those extensions we have the trains we need now to serve uh, some parts of say Northgate Link when that opens in 2021 that will be the next Link Like Rail uh, okay, segment that so opens. So Northgate's 2021. Yeah, and that okay. will serve the, um, the from UW to the U District on the Ave, mm-hmm. and then from the, to the Roosevelt neighborhood, and then to an elevated station at Northgate Mall. Which is going to be great, because right now, basically, you can always expect, whether it's on the weekend or a weekday, let's see, where does that big backup always start? 105th mm-hmm. yes. North Gateway. Yes, I mean, it's exactly. Always, I mean, I just, I come in, if I'm coming from the north end south, I just anticipate. And if I don't run into some 
people slamming on their brakes at 105th, I count it as a lucky, a good day. Right. Like, oh, we, oh gosh, we didn't even start the brakes till 50th. This is amazing. I just saved 20 minutes of my life. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> and what's going to be with this, these little soft benefits, I call them, is yes, mm-hmm. you'll save a whole lot of time, which is the number mm-hmm. one bonus in oh, my yeah. view. Um, but you don't have to spend so much time planning out your life around the what ifs. Yes. And once you get on the train, then mm-hmm. you can pretty much go into autopilot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, no. you don't have to be white knuckling it and slamming on your brakes and watching the tail light. Exactly. And well, us millennials now can play on our phones, right? Yeah. Well, yes. new okay. laws with so our phones. That's true. One will hopefully stop a bunch of wrecks, hopefully stop a bunch <laughs> yes. of DUIs. Yeah. And then, you know, like one of the other things uh, you had on the graphic here, it says ride link can save 14 to 16 minutes on peak morning commutes. That's 65 hours per year. And in that time, you could watch 32 movies. I love that. Yeah. Or, that- I don't know. Or read a book. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, maybe educate yourself read, a little more. Read your Twitter timeline, you yeah, know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> right, you know, it, it, definitely. But, you know, I will tell you, one of the reasons um, when I started changing my career over time, I I changed where I lived because at one point I lived way out in Covington. And at the time, the company I worked for was based in Renton. Uh, and we had multiple offices. So we had some up in kind of like the Linwood Everett area. We had one in Bellevue. We had one in Renton. And I think we had one in Tacoma. And the company to save money, because we had all these locations, they're like, you know what? We're going to consolidate into one office. There's no reason when there's a lot of people mostly just on the phone for us to have all this office space, right? right. So they consolidated and they picked our North Bellevue location. And so my life went from like about a 25-minute commute to – Every day, minimum 50 minutes, but on my worst commute day, I hit two hours, and I actually did the calculation of how much time, mm-hmm. and I went, I'm spending two months out of the year in a car. Yeah, it's mind-blowing. hating that. Yeah. Well, and not only that, I mean, a lot of companies down in Seattle now, mm-hmm. they're giving bonuses yeah. and extra pay for commuting in. Yes. So they'll give you the, the Orca card and you can yeah. take it right in and then like you were saying, with mm-hmm. all of the trains, they come every 15 minutes. You don't have to worry if you get stuck working late talking to someone. Exactly. You're still going to be able to get home. You're and, not going to have to rush And that's out. usually exactly. the concern. And from a safety perspective, women in particular worry about, I don't want to be standing at a station by myself yes. exposed. Yes, exactly. You know, so you know, security is a big deal. And, you know, I'm glad you mentioned security because we do have uh, security at our stations. Uh, fortunately, Great. we, you know, our, our number of is- incidents in that area are very low even relative to, say, other transit facilities in other cities. That's good to hear. And we keep our stations super clean. We have security that staff the station. Some stations have, you know, uh, round-the-clock service. Others, Mm -hmm. we have our station agents and our security team rove those areas that, you know, don't have the kinds of um, concerns that maybe some stations in other areas do. But that is a factor, and it's a Mm -hmm. factor that, um, that most people don't have to worry about. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm also looking at, you know, with this corridor line. So again, listeners, we're going to have this loaded up on Friday if you want to check this out. Or actually, what's a website that they can go and look look at any of this So we have soundtransit.org is our proprietary website. Um, okay. We had soundtransit3, the number 3.org up during the um, development of the okay. ballot measure. And we're working now to migrate a lot of that content over. But for now, it's still up, and there's still tons of great information okay. on there about Sound Transit 3. Well, and I'll also tell you, from the real estate perspective, you know, I'm looking at this map that shows, you know, from Northgate all the way up to the Linwood Station. Yes. 
And I have clients, both investors and people looking for owner-occupied, tracking where these are going in because they very much want to live close to these. Because even if they may not be able to take advantage of them quite yet, they want to be near those. And they're also thinking about what it does for their future values down well, the line. Absolutely. You know, um, Mercy uh, North, Housing Northwest just uh, op- celebrated mm-hmm. this grand opening of a housing facility, affordable housing facility, mm-hmm. uh, along at, at Othello Plaza, oh, good. along our light rail line. We weren't even, we hadn't even opened up the Angle Lake Station yet, and developers were already developing a senior uh, housing facility right across nice. the street from That's the line. Cool. So well, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Developers, whether they're um, affordable housing developers or fair market developers mm-hmm. and, and commercial developers, are all looking at transit development. And we do have a very strong transit, or what we call transit-oriented development program. And part of Sound Transit 3 includes setting aside um, the, the sellable property, the usable property mm-hmm. for housing, 80% of that for affordable housing. And then we have mixed-use worked in as well so that we can help create vibrant communities, diverse communities, yes. uh, that we can serve transit-dependent communities. Yeah, it's and that's, that, that's the whole thing is it's not always just the working that need to have transit because especially as we have an aging population yes. and a lot of times with families not living close together like we used to, you know, you just think 50 years ago it was a completely different kind of setup. Most people never left the same town that they grew, you know, that they were born in. Um, people need to have access to their health care, their health providers, to, you know, getting to the store and all the things that they need. So elder communities, uh, you know, working communities, uh, you know, there's just right. every, um, we have- everybody needs to be able to get places. Yes. In fact, another of our transit-oriented development projects that is soon getting underway is on First Hill, what we call mm-hmm. Pill Hill in yeah, Seattle. Yeah, right, exactly. Right? Yep. And mm-hmm. there is um, there's a really fascinating mix of what we call the millennials and yep. what we call people who are retired. And yeah. they've been living in that community for a long time. And they retire there because they are near hospitals. Yep. There is transit. They can get around. Right. And there are amenities, grocery stores within walking distance, parks within walking yeah. distance. So, yeah. So so I don't know, Kimberly, we may have to have you come on another time <laughs> down the road just as, as things progress because it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Yes. Well, and, and from the green aspect, you know, I mentioned that, you know, one area that we cover here as well as green building and design. This is green. You yes. know, I mean, you can buy a hybrid. I'm sorry, Eric. Um, but <laughs> but you're still in a car. You're still taking up space. And this is a way to help lessen the footprint that exactly. you have. So thank you so much for being here. Thank we you for really having appreciate me on. It's it. been a pleasure. Yes. yes, and Sarah, thanks for filling in. Oh, you're so welcome. Anytime. Thank yeah. you very much. That was great. All right. Good so on. next thanks, week uh, from 3 to 4 on Open House with Team Reba, and we'll have me and Eric back next week. Thanks, listeners. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at re slash Max Metro East Side on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Tuesday at 3 for more Open House with Team Reba here on Business Radio 1300 KKOL. Program sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Business.